Hey everyone, welcome back to Buzzing About Romance podcast. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And joining us for this episode is Carolina, who is one of our podcast contributors. She joins us for Quick Shots of Romance and a couple of other random episodes throughout the year. Welcome back to the podcast, Carolina. Hello, Becky and Leah. Um, so on this episode, we are kind of finishing up and rounding out November with gathering the families of romance. So earlier this month, we talked to Lexi Ryan about her um, writing family series. And then we chatted with Renna Morgan about writing found families. Um, And so on this episode, we are actually going to give you, we're going to break down the family family series, our expectations of it, what we like, what we don't like. And then we are going to give you a list of our favorite families that if they could adopt us, that would be fabulous. Um, Our favorite families are romance. Let me preface this though. Like, so Becky and I, like we talked about this family series back and forth for probably like three weeks because November has been the month of families for quick shots and everything. There are so many good family series. It was really hard to narrow it down. And we had went into this episode, like in the intention of doing found and family, like DNA families, which we'll break down that in a minute, but it was so hard. So we're like, we, we have to just do DNA. So we're doing just one (laughs) side of the families tonight. And then we'll be back with a found family episode sometime in the future. Maybe that's what we'll do next Thanksgiving. Um, so, okay, let's talk about what is a family series. Um, and more specifically, we are really just talking about DNA family series. So Carolina, tell us, what do you expect in a family series? Like for you to classify it as a family series? Um, well, I think if we're talking about DNA family series, that basically every book in the series is like the siblings is most often. And I think about my favorite ones, they're all siblings and maybe they're spinoffs that are cousins or everything, but the core of it has the siblings in it. And then um, there's also usually a very strong matriarch. I think it's traditionally a matriarch, but there's also sometimes a strong patriarch character that has a very strong presence throughout it that you get affectionate towards and you almost are like okay I mean I love my family but I also want to be a part of theirs <laughs> they're giving my family competition right. no I I agree with that when we say family series we're talking about main character in every book and specifically because we're talking DNA related families that every main character one of the main characters in every book is related to someone within the series and there's a couple here that we're going to talk about that it is cousins it's or step families like it's two sides um kind of like the brady's a little bit um but we're talking multiple characters that are sprinkled with in and out everybody else's story Mm -hmm. yes so We'll talk. So the DNA family, that one goes without saying is you're born into the one you don't have a choice, but you're stuck with them. But then 
we just want to touch on what the found family is because some of our favorite series are found families also in the found family it could be a friend group a military team co-workers that have just a, such an intense connection that they really create a family of their own they become their ride or die person um that ever like they can count on throughout anything that they need and they are the family that is chosen not given just so you know what that one is but so let's talk about why do we like to read family romances just in general it doesn't have to specifically be dna or found but what is the attraction in a family romance for you i like the dynamic of the interaction of those families because in like in the friend group or the team aspect it's the fact that they they chose to become this tight-knit group of people who will drop anything to to help one another um in the family series like you get the like the dna family series you get those tensions that come with being siblings or cousins and they're always around but like you also see how they work through their differences and the fact that like they could piss each other off like to no end but they still are there for each other no matter what I just yeah. like the the dynamic between the characters and the relationships that are established. What about or you, Carolina? The, or even the protective side. I, I mean, I agree with a lot of what Leah says, but you also have the protective side of when new people come into this family, the, mm -hmm. the partners, spouses, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, some of them even have the, you mess with my sibling and, you know, like you're out or you're mm -hmm. done or part of the redemption is winning back the siblings before they win back their partner, like, which is always kind of a fun, okay, yeah. you passed the test and mm -hmm. okay, you will keep you. That's fine. <laughs> so my reasoning for leveling a family series is completely different than what either one of you said. Shocking, right? So <laughs> what I like is it's going to be a lot of books. A that's, lot of books in a continuing yep. series, and I don't have to leave this place. Like, that's why I like small town. That's why I like family romances, because, and, and I have a couple, and we'll talk about them later, that will even, you know, do the generations or mm -hmm. trinkle, you know, sprinkle in, trinkle in. It's a word I made up on Friday that apparently is not going away. <laughs> they will trickle in different sneak peeks to past characters and it just makes my heart so happy, like, because I know that, you know, sometimes two books is not enough. Sometimes three books isn't enough. You're telling me there's nine siblings? Hot damn, I'm in. <laughs> you know, there's another part of it, too, that, I, and actually, Becky, you're not alone in that. That's another reason why I love family series, because you know you're getting, like, multiple books, right? Usually like, at least three. It, usually at least three. Um if not more, if you're lucky, if not, if not more, more. just more. Uh, but I grew up in, uh, my extended family was big. And so our family gatherings were always big. And so when some of my favorite family series, you'll find have these big family gatherings that feel like home to me. So there's a level of comfort when I read about them, because that's relatable to me. And so there's a sense of like, I can completely see this happening because I've lived through yeah. these types of 
experiences and shenanigans and crazy family dinners and <laughs> you just feel like you're coming home a little bit exactly. like and I'm on the other spectrum. I did not have a huge extended family. I have a small family and I still now have a small family. Um, and so uh, at times, you know, I like to read a family romance just to kind of ward off my own family dysfunction. I love to see the siblings that don't get along, um, but then can come and re be reaccepted back into the fold. You know, the black sheep has a place in a story um, you know, the antagonists sometimes while they are jackass, they still find love. And that, mm -hmm. you know, makes me feel a little more um, comfortable in my own family dysfunction. <laughs> I mean, um, okay. So, and we kind of talked about a little bit, but favorite parts of family romance. Like if you think of the nuance of a family romance and, you know, we've, talked and we'll get to more examples here in a little bit but when we think about it carolina likes the gatherings what else what else do we like to see in those i honestly i like it when the siblings get into like fights about stuff and like you see them like throw down with each other but then you get that makeup and like the realization like i'm sorry i was a dumbass and i can see why you think that i was being a dumbass like but I really like that when they like throw down with each other if like, but they need that sense of like, you're making really stupid choices and my, your sibling is the only one who is truly going to get through to you. It just might take a little bit. <laughs> well, there's a level of accountability in family re romances. I think that we don't always necessarily get in friend groups mm -hmm. because your family's going to be like, you're a dumbass get over yourself and sometimes our friends are a little gentler not quite as harsh sometimes what about you, you carolina what's the favorite little pieces of family romance um i think another favorite of mine is like going back to the matriarch patriarch and how their involvement in it whether i'm looking at some of my favorites on my list and some of them are meddling to help get the couple together and the fun, like how they meddle, but they're in, and how it's addressed in the book. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, moms or the mom group or all the aunts or whatever are there, or even the wisdom, like words of advice. And sometimes it's not in a direct way. They kind of wait for the character to kind of, to get to the point where they really need it in that like crossroads. And, and there's kind of that moment of, yeah, we saw this coming and, or here it is, here's a slap upside your head of why do you need, you know, why you need this um, is another, I think, good element in it because it just, it provides an anchor and, and, you know, it's great life advice sometimes. I also like, and you know, if, even if it's a three book series or a four book series, I like also that the characters from previous books and the books still to come are sprinkled in. Like, yeah. I do feel like family romances allow us as the reader to get to know the characters a little deeper. Like, I already feel an attachment to that brother. And how many more times do I have to wait to get to his story? Isn't it the worst when you really, really like a sibling? 
and they're the last book of the nine book series. <laughs> it's the worst. It is the worst. But you know it's done well when you are, you have this one sibling that you just want to smack upside their head and like and you see it in time. every single book. And so mm -hmm. you're like, when their time finally comes, <laughs> you're like, I can't wait for them to just be put on their butts because of, you know, well, who's. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm thinking of one family series in particular. There are, I think there's actually 16 books in this family series, but it actually, <laughs> the one group of siblings is only nine books. And oh my. Um, only nine books. And the last book in that first nine, you actually kind of get to know the character throughout all nine books. And who ends up being his heroine is not what you expect, given all of the things that you have built up and known about it. And you only get little minor glimpses of him and interactions of him throughout all the other nine or all the other eight stories. But you have an idea of what you think his love interest is going to be. And then they blow you completely out of the water. And I can't give it away because they're one of my families. So I'll tell you when it's my families. But that in itself is like, I love that though. Because like you think you know this hero or heroine and like exactly like you think you know like how things are going to pan out for them. But then you get to their book and it's, like you really didn't know them at all. Oh, no. and it's just crazy. I also but you like, just love them that much more when they're like when their book is done. I also like that, especially sometimes when we bring in new characters into a family. So like, you know, the person they're marrying or the person they're connected to their love interest. Um, it also allows the family to become multidimensional. So I think that's one of the things within family romance that I really like is it allows different rep within our society. So, you know, we see um, a single dad that's struggling and he is dating the daughter of one of the daughters of the family and he's coming in. And maybe that daughter has, you know, um, emotional attachment issues because of mommy issues or something like that. I like that the family romance can shake things up a little bit like that too, because that's going to change the dynamic of the family a little bit. You now have, are now a stepmom or a stepdad, and you have or, this little person that now has a place in this family. Or even how the, you know, their partners come in to and mix in their experiences of some of them just come in so naturally and kind of have their big personalities and other come in hesitantly um, and experiencing, it's almost like you kind of get to experience the family for the first time, even though you're like a couple books in, you're like, okay, how are they seeing this family and this chaos or this love? Um, or even if there's, <clears throat> I'm thinking about one family in particular that's on my list, um, there's a tradition when you know that um, the women are accepted by the mom. There's a tradition that basically says when the mom does this, you know that she has accepted you and you're going to be now in the family. Mm -hmm. And it, those are special moments as well. 
Yeah, it's kind of like this is tradition. You know, you now have to be you're indoctrinated, accepted into the family. And it's not always like when they're engaged and no, been married that the tradition that. happens. It happens mm-hmm. sometimes well before those moments. And another thing that I love too, in um one particular author, Chloe Lee does it with her um her Bergman family series. So she has her book two the female character that comes into this big giant Swedish family, um, she is autistic and the family, it creates this bit of awakening for them that the youngest daughter who's been struggling is actually autistic. And it forces them to kind of, as a family to be like, how did we miss this? So again, that experience, those personalities, those life changes come into a family and that feels real. At least, you know, in my experience of family, it feels real when those extra people are added in and it kind of makes you think, oh, wait, how did I miss this? Well, and I think one thing, too, that draws it to us, because they have like certain traditions, like Carolina said, but it isn't necessarily like a person doing it, like Claire Kingsley's Miles family, like there's the burning of the mattress is so symbolic in that entire series, because like. They just, like when they get to this certain point in their relationship, like they burn the ma- the, the old mattress. It's like they they're starting out like from a clean slate, and I think just little symbolic things like that, where like the whole family gets involved, is really important too. And it's and it's them doing it together. Carolina, we didn't steal one of your families, did we? No, I looked. Not yeah. Okay, I, I already sure printed I it out. <laughs> I'm like going in blind sc- a little bit. Don't worry. I scrolled. You scrolled. Did not steal. <laughs> I know. And I had to put a backup family on my list. <laughs> okay. So let's talk real quick about what are some of the problems in family romance? Because not every family romance series is the same. And I'm not going to, we're not, this is not book festivists where we are going to share mm-hmm. our grievances of all the things we hate or the books that bothered us this year. That's coming in December. <laughs> Check out our event page on our website. Um, but this is, there are some things in family romances that drive me bonkers. Bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of want to talk on that because I was talking with an, someone on Instagram the other day and they were talking about family romances and they said they kind of shy away from them because they've had these things happen to them when they've been in the midst of reading a family romance. Um, so do you, either one of you have any problems with family romance? If not, I'll bring up my list. Cause you sometimes, know I have a list. There are sometimes when you're reading a family romance, like if it's a big family and you haven't read previous books and like they're introducing a lot of other people and you get a little bit lost because, or they, are talking about the different people in the family and they're giving so many details. You're like, I don't care about this other person. Like, I just want to know about the hero and the heroine. And like, yes, like I care that this person is their cousin and like, they know them through this. But other than that, I don't need a lot of information. So one thing that I don't like is when like they're adding so many side family members that we might've met before, but giving too much information in them. It's like, give me the, the bare minimum. This is who he is. This is like what he is doing here. And I don't need so it's actually kind of two complaints. One, sometimes family romances feel crowded. Mm-hmm. Yes. Too much stuff going on. 
too many people to keep track of. Can Mm -hmm. I really keep track of nine siblings? And then they start to have babies. And it's not just nine siblings. It's potentially, you know, at book six, it's five other spouses. Mm -hmm. And now the new person and babies. Like, it's so crowded pages. Family romances feel crowded. Mm -hmm. Um, Another complaint is family romances rarely feel like you can read them as standalone. And I think that's my, I think that's my biggest thing that I've, I've come to find that you, you really need to read family romances in order. And that's definitely a personal thing. There are some, um, there's even one series on my list that the author says, you need to read this in order because of the way she's written the series. And it's 100% true because she doesn't do, she doesn't really crowd the page like Mm -hmm. Leah was talking about. So you're getting little bits of the character's story, like book seven throughout book one, two, you know, one through six. Um, And even if the author says they can read them as a standalone, you still miss bits and pieces of the story that make the second book two on so much richer that it almost does a disservice to the reader to read them out of order. Well, but in that same vein, like I have read family series where you get none of the other family and that drives me bonkers too. Because like it's if it's a family series, like you need that interaction. You need that, like I don't need a ton, but I need more than what mm-hmm. I got. So like I feel like there's there's this delicate balance of too much to too little. And sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. And there are like there are a lot of authors that do it really well, but I've read a few where they they haven't quite figured that perfect balance out. So another complaint is how sometimes there's like a surprise or random sibling, one that we have never met. And an author I know that Carolina loves a lot just did this Mm -hmm. um, and might be on her list. Don't give too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It it doesn't. So this person that I was chatting with on Instagram was complaining that it – it bugged them because part of what they liked, not specifically the book that I said Carolina author reads, but sometimes other authors have done it too, where there's a surprise like, oh, look, we have a new brother that nobody knew about or a sister mm-hmm. that's just and actually Juliana Stone does it in her Blackwell family. Dad had an affair. She is younger than the brothers. So that means it was after their mother had died and you know she's like 22 and just kind of shows up in the small town but there were never any hints as to that that the dad had had this like up and until that point you thought dad was devoted to mom and now he had a significant other that he had dated and remarried but it was like you know 20 years after mom had died before he made that move it's a very slippery slope to go that way. And you, and the author has to be careful because it's one of those where you become connected to the family for better or worse, right? And so you, if you don't do it carefully, you don't want to then resent them. And then it almost tarnishes that first part of the series and that first part of the family experience. Well, and I think it depends on the dynamic of the parental units too, though. Cause like this, 
like there are series where it happens and it it makes more sense because like the dad was an ass or like Mm -hmm. the mom was just a piece of trash and it's like like you have those series so it it's not as surprising when you have that secret sibling and but when like you have that like really intense connection between the parents and like this love that like the the family constantly talks about and it happens like that's when it's like you have to be really gentle in the way you bring that new person in. 100% agree. It's, yeah, I think it has to be done really well. It has to be explained, especially if there's never any sprinkling of this potential mm-hmm. other vein of a story. And it and the author's just like, well, this family series is really successful and I'm not ready to leave it. So instead of being like, okay, look, there's a cousin, they make a surprise baby, a grown-up surprise baby that no one in 25 years knew about. Or it's like the, um, the, um, I'm, I can't even the whiskey whiskey chaser series. Who like oh what bootleg is that springs bootleg, bootleg springs. springs. What is wait? Their, but that's the not on Carolina's list, right? No, it's mm-hmm. not. Okay, I told okay. you I'm looking. But like, <laughs> I'm like that, don't spoil. I'm not spoiling the families, but like that one, like the secret brother shows up in the first book, so like you haven't met anybody okay yet. but so, but like, you that knew one, that that like, secret brother was gonna get a story within well that's that the book. thing but like in that sense like you've you meet this family and they have this dynamic and then the secret brother shows up and it like changes the dynamic but you haven't really met anybody yet so like that one i really like the way that one was done okay but, but that <laughs> makes sense but we're talking about a series that i you think is I just done to throw and that one in there ended and i don't know i mean it I think it depends. I think it depends on the author. I think it depends on the series. I think it depends on how it's done, whether or not it works or not. I don't disagree. Um, (laughs) I'm just so and I want to touch a little bit on some of the taboo (laughs) pieces of family romance. Um, They're not specifically in my list, but I have read a couple where stepbrother and stepsister get married. (laughs) And that's always a little bit fun a little on the darker side the taboo side of romance family series that i don't sometimes like those though sky warren has done that um i'm trying to think who else i'm drawing a blank but i do know sky warren has done it um so and i'm okay with that (laughs) i I think if it i think if it's done right then it works well qb taylor i think did it too i think she had step siblings well in Kay webster no laura lee had one i think where they were step siblings but it was but it did sarah simone do step siblings probably that seems seems something she would do (laughs) so i just thought we should touch on that a little bit okay so now do i need to edit my list at all leah some of our some so authors we think that do family series best, but are, are not in our top five. Oh, uh, yeah. Take your last one off. It was one that I added. Okay. It's probably not printed out for you. Oh, okay. Because I have that If your last one. one starts with an H, then you are okay. 
No. We'll tell you when to anyway. stop. Okay, okay, so authors that we think Why don't that you just be in charge? do really well. <laughs> so Penny Reed, like when you hear Penny Reed, like she's synonymous with the Winstons. I adore the Winstons. They're not on my list because because I could talk for days about it, but um, I had to I had to pick other ones too. Um, Adriana Locke, she has multiple family series that you can. She does. And the way hers work, hers are interesting because not many people have done this. So she has her family series. So like we start with the Landry's. Mm -hmm. The last Landry child is the first book in the next family series. Yes. And then the ties from there. And then the last child in, I think it's the Masons Mm -hmm. or no, the, she's in the, not the Masons. She's in the Masons now. So the first book in the Mason family was from the previous. Yes. So she ties that last, that last couple together, which I think is kind of innovative because now you're in the Landry's are like five books and then. What I can't remember what the next family is. There are another five books and two novellas, and then the Masons mm-hmm. are going to be like six books. Well, because she does big families too. Like, yeah, I think there's always at least like four or five siblings. Yeah. But then we have Maya Banks, who, you know, Becky and I rave about this KGI <laughs> series, and we have very, very strong feelings about. And this is one where there's a book where you really want it. You really want one specific book. And, and we don't have it. Leah, we're going on like 11 <laughs> months that we have been complaining about not having this one book. And actually, will, for me, it's like three years. We will be complaining three years until we get it. <clears throat> um, and then Juliana Stone, who Becky already talked about. Yeah. A little bit. Yep. She has we several. Have- she writes small town and families. So usually it's sisters, like a group of sisters, mm-hmm. four brothers. Her first series, The Simon Family, is six or seven siblings. And then from there, it spawns off the Crystal Lake um, series. So, And then we have K.A. Lindy, who has the Wright series. And her Wright family is, is interesting because they're all Wrights, but there's actually two lines of the Wrights that she's writing all is one interconnected family series. So you get cousins and some of the cousins are siblings on it, both sides. So mm. you're not exactly sure who, who belongs to who and who's, what. but there's the parents have passed on except for one mother. Um, like the, the initial family, both those parents have passed okay. the cousins that have come in, which is the group she's kind of writing right now are the cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, that their mother is still um and their father is still alive the right he's just a jackass and then layla hagan she oh she's on my list oh you're the one who put her there okay but she writes more than like seven different family series so yeah but there's some there's authors on my list who write multiple family series this okay. is true. Okay. So, but those those are just some of the honorable mentions of family series. We could honestly we could go on and on and on and on and on. But we, <laughs> we have a specific time that we have to get this right. in. But let's talk a little bit about historicals and old school family authors also. Yes. Because I mean, one that everybody knows, we have the whole Bridgerton effect with Julia Quinn. And let me tell you, I was at Walgreens tonight because I for, I had to get dog food. And they had like six different Bridgerton books 
There we go. I was like so excited. Well, and the interesting thing about Bridgington is, is she wrote the initial eight siblings, Mm -hmm. seven or eight, and then now she's doing prequels. So the like Violet and the generation before them. Before Violet and her husband. So that's interesting how Julia Quinn. And I felt like it was important that we give a moment to historical old school family authors because that is what that is how I initially fell in love with a family series. Mm -hmm. They are a little more common in historical romances than they are in contemporary romances. A lot of contemporary romances. Current trend is friend groups, found family Mm -hmm. type situations. Um, the historicals, because of the societal parameters of Regency romance, um, the family lineage mattered. The family line was mm-hmm. important. Um, and because, you know, it's 200 years ago, you can write first generation, second generation and third generation without feeling like, didn't that book? Because that's OK. That's a little complaint to a family romances. I the timelines and baby math is hard. Timelines and baby math are hard. And sometimes can you just let me love this generation for this moment before you're making babies grow up? Mm-hmm. Don't don't make them grow up too fast. Let but them be babies fiction. for just a minute. I know, but I gotta get my but I got my math and myself ready for the next one. <laughs> let me be pregnant for nine months. Math. I just <laughs> can you give me nine months nine months that's all you're asking that's all i'm not too much to ask them you Um, don't need this book by friday you can have it in nine months (laughs) a couple of other historical families that we would be remiss not to mention stephanie lauren and her sinister family um jude Devereux writes the montgomery's she also writes the taggarts and together they end up related and she has multiple generations. Like she writes the old ones, and now there are current books that are Montgomery's and Taggart's. Um, Joanna Lindsay has her Mallory's, and Julie Garwood, The Claiborne's, which is an American based, one of the very first American based family romances that I had ever read. It starts for the roses, and then it's, it's a very interesting, it's a found family more than DNA family, sort of, but. Sort of. Sort of. Some of the people are related. Sort of. <clears throat> anyway. Um, hey, you need to be nice. Also, the Winterborns always from nice. Lisa Clavis. So. I'm always nice to you. Um, okay, so here we go, my friends. We are talking our best families. We are going to pick our top five of family romances that are DNA families. This Again. so hard so hard (laughs) okay so here is the bigger problem for me a lot of books that we read are written in first person i don't know people's last names (laughs) it's hard it's you don't know people's first names but you you could tell the whole family's first names you could do the trade yes yes could she though or could she mispronounce i would probably mispronounce them and i would probably I can give you specific details, like even, you know, the color of hair of the girl that he ends up with, but. Pronounce her name and give her a last name you don't know. Right. Last names are hard. Um, Okay. So we are going to start at our bottom. 
So our number five first and build up to number one. I didn't realize I had to do it. Just round drop in it, Carolina. Do it however you want. You can be like, I love them all the same. I do love them all the same. Becky, stop making up stupid rules. It's fine. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because like we ever follow the rules. Well, do we have rules half the time? We have loose guidelines. Guidelines. We're going to just stop saying rules and just call them guidelines. That's a good idea. Because that's a little more fitting to who we are. I'm trying to think of that one like movie quote where it's like. It's from Pirates. It is Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. But what is it? Stand by. Stand, Stand by. by. <laughs> We're going to find a movie quote. Um, okay. So if you have a favorite book in this series or a favorite sibling or character within this series that you would like to mention, please feel free to give our audience a book rec because potentially we're going to give them 15 new book series. So if every book series oh, averages we are five, them. well, but they might've read some of them, That's but if true. each book series has at least five books, potentially <laughs> they're walking away. We are away. not sorry. Let's just preface that. We are not sorry for your TBR added tonight. <laughs> No, we're not. We're not at all. So I found the quote. Okay. Um, You must be a pirate for the pirate's code to apply and you're not. And thirdly, the code is more of what you call guideline than actual rules. There you go. Okay. So the bookworm code, they're just loose guidelines. (laughs) More like guidelines. (laughs) Just guidelines. All right, Carolina. What is your number five family? Okay, tied for fifth. <laughs> I'm I'm throwing I'm going rogue because oh, she has guidelines. six on here. She is going. She's I'm going, going rogue. rogue. That's okay. Fine. Number five, tied for five, and I like them because it's um, a family series of sisters. Both of them are. Um, one of them is the Sawyers, mm. which is the Cloverleaf Farm series by Melanie Harlow, and. Um, the Kincaids, which is the, it's by Kay Bromberg, and now I don't remember what series it is. Um, is it the hard, hard, hard to, hard to series? Yeah. I don't know if that's what it's actually called, but all the books start with hard to love, hard to, yeah, um, something. But yes. Um, play hard series is play what it's hard, called. Yes. Play hard series. Um, I, I love the dynamics of sisters. I mean, I, it was me and my brother. So having, seeing the relationship between a group of sisters and that dynamic where there's, there are no brothers. So it's all men coming into the family and how they're navigating what that looks like and the mayhem of that. Um, but also the supportive nature of the sisters is I think in really strong in both of those series. Um, and both of those series just happen to have family businesses that the sisters are a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay. Leah, number five. So my number five is the Ericsons by Jiffy Kate, which is not really five, but I mean, I had to put them in an order. So I adore Jiffy Kate and these series of books partially because they are smarty pants romance. So they're in Green Valley, Tennessee with the Winstons, but there's just something about the way they write this series. So there's five Erickson siblings. We only have three books so far. 
word on the street is we we are getting the last two, but it's not it has not been like confirmed by anybody. So I'm really hoping so. But there, I just love the dynamic between the siblings and their heroines and just the way they react with each other. And I just and if if you're going to read any of them. You should read all three of them that are out so far, but I can't eat because there is a scene that if you have listened to the podcast, you know, Becky and I just adore this scene and we tell Jiffy or Jiff and Jenny Kate about it all the time. There's this strawberry jam scene where you will <laughs> never, ever look at a, a jam jar the same way again. No, You just need to read it. But again, they work really well as standalones, which is one thing that I like, but there's enough dynamic with this other siblings that you, you don't feel lost, but you don't feel crowded either. I think they do that balance really well, but yeah, that jam scene, hot damn. Again, a book that was released months and months ago and we were still talking about a specific right. part. <laughs> um, okay. Number five for me is actually going to be the heart by Avery Flynn. Um, mm. I adore I them. Heart again. Their group texts, I want to be in that group text. Um, they're funny. There's so many big dynamic personalities. Those brothers are a little crazy. Um, and they all have F names, which, you know, whatever. I don't have an F name. Guess why I'm not in the family. But my pick for my favorite of that family series, and this is one that she actually sprinkles the Hardigans throughout all her universe. Mm -hmm. They are not specifically in a direct book one, book two, book three family line. Um, so Except I would the three book cardigan series, but even those can be read as standalones. Mm -hmm. There's each story is very individualized. Um, so actually my favorite Hardigan is when we meet the Hardigans in Charmer, which is part of her Harbor city series. Mm -hmm. So that is my favorite Hardigan. And which Hardigan is that? Um, it's Fiona, isn't it? It is. No, but I just, it's Fiona. Yeah. It is. She's the Ant Whisperer. Yes, the Ant Whisperer. It's so funny. It's a great audiobook too, if you haven't ever listened. And I think that they're part of Hoopla, so the Charm City or the Harbor mm -hmm. City ones. And that one is actually three brothers. It's a three brother family series, but the Hardigan in that is in book two. And that's like when we first meet the Hardigans. And it, it is just, when you they kind first of meet the from there. Yes. Um, okay, Carolina, book four. Uh, family number four is in no particular order. Um, the Daltons, um, which is uh, by Melissa Foster. It's mm. the Sugar Lake series, but it also bleeds into the Harmony Point series, yes. which I kind of love because you get a continuation of it. So what you think might only be three books is kind of turns into six books, which is a lot of fun. Um, you know, there's a lot of close relationships they have, um, I think part of my favorite part is the mom and the aunts and how they the do these love potions, <laughs> exactly. And nobody, like the kids don't want to believe it, but things work out the way that, like it's a little like witchcrafty in like the best possible ways. Um, you know, family meddling at its finest. Mm -hmm. So 
And in true Melissa Foster fashion, um, these characters have, you know, continue on in other series after because they'll be friends or acquaintances. Um, and, and so you still get to um, hang out with them later mm -hmm. on. Yeah. yeah, I love well, that series. I've not read that series. It's good. Okay, Leah, what's your number four? My number four is The Anderson Family by Melody Ann. Um, this actually is one, I had taken a break from reading romance for a while, but then when I really started getting back into it, this is one of those series that I found like right off the bat. And I just... I loved the writing style, like the, the matriarch and patriarch or Joseph and Catherine Anderson, they are both still alive, both very much in love. Like you get to, you get to hear their story, like throughout the books, but Joseph has taken it, um, onto himself that his children need to be married and he match makes his way through his kids and he picks out people who he thinks is going to be perfect for his three boys and he's he's a meddler and then he meddles with his nephews and his niece and then he meddles with like he just he's a meddler but he meddles in the most loving way because he wants he wanted daughter-in-laws and he wanted grandchildren and he's like I'm gonna get them I like a meddler I do, I do like too. a meddler but I one thing I love about that series though is like his the like him and Catherine's relationship like they're just so in tune with each other and they've been together forever and just I that's part of my big love in that series and it's has spun off into other series also but it's like their whole dynamic and the way they are with their kids I just adore it so my number four is the Buchanan family by Julie Garwood and actually, this is a series that she features the Buchanans in her Highland Scotland series. But there is a modern present day contemporary romance of the Buchanans, and they are related. So I think that that is just fantastic. But actually, her Buchanan family series is they're all law enforcement. They're either FBI, um, ATF, uh federal um, work for the Justice Department and their father and their mother are still very much alive and in love kind of like the Andersons um, they don't meddle so much but they are absolutely the voices of reason and each book is a different sibling and um, they're all romantic suspense so everyone has to deal with a serial killer um, but they absolutely it's my kind of book yeah, there's like serial killers and kidnappers. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. They absolutely stand on their own. You do not have to read these in order. You do not have to read them um, and start with book one. Each book really does stand on its own. And I think that's something you tend to see a little bit more in traditionally published books because Julie Garwood is very much traditionally published. She does not indie publish anything. Um, my favorite of the Buchanans is actually Mercy, which the heroine in that family, we actually end up with her brother's books, the Renard family, and they live in the bayou of Mississippi and back swamps, and their daddy has an illegal bar that <laughs> that's like a lottery every week. 
play in the numbers. It's so fun. And there's a crocodile that anyway, <laughs> or alligator, I guess they're alligators in the swamp. Yeah. Um, so don't want to get that wrong. Um, okay. Now we're on to number three, Carolina. Who's number three? All right. uh, my number three, uh, we've kind of talked about it earlier in the podcast. Um, I do love sports romance. It's one of my top, top three and would be the Harris Brothers series by Amy Dodds. Because um, you a Harris hoe. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Does she have a Harris hoe t-shirt? Oh, she does. Yeah. Does she? She mm-hmm. she does. She has the merch for it. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Um, but I, there's there's something interesting about a family series. Then you layer in competitive professional sports, and it makes me think about like immediately um, in American football, um, the Watt family, where the three brothers all play um, mm-hmm. concurrently, and so you get that in this um only with soccer in london (laughs) um and and so it's really it's really just it's fun and a little bit crazy because there's wacky shenanigans that you just you know only pro players and Mm -hmm. premier league players would get away with yeah um you also get very strong heroines this series has because you need that weight to it um even if it's a quiet strength um all of the heroines have a certain like a certain type of strength to kind of keep these guys in check mm-hmm. um and so um i'm i'm really focusing on the core of the series even though there's spin-offs um with cousins and people that kind of come in become found family within it um, just really focusing on the the core, the first five books. Okay. Um, Leah, who's your number three? So my number three is the Pierce family in the Blue Moon series by Lucy Score. Now this is what ends up being, now I'm going to spoil, because I mean, if you haven't read the series, just go read it. I'm going to spoil a little bit. So it ends up being a blended family. So it is three brothers and three sisters Um, and I just, I love the dynamic with this family, but the, so the father of the brothers has passed away and, but he's such an important part of this entire story. And in this entire series, like he has been, he has been dead for a few years, but he's very much alive, like in these books and in the decisions that the the boys make. And he actually, the way that Lucy writes the, the girl's side of the story, like he's, he's still alive in those ones too, because he was such a, a huge presence, like in, I can't remember the mom's name, but she was such a huge, huge presence, like in her life and like the way things transpired for her and Franklin when they get married. Um, I just, I love the way they, I mean, they blend when they're adults. So like you don't get that like teenage, like mixing, but I just love the way that they blend and get along in the dynamic 
the new dynamic that they create. Okay. So my book or my family number three are the bads of Alaska by Jacinda <laughs> Wilder. Um, the initial bad books are nine, mm -hmm. but then there are three cousins and an uncle and then the good girls. And so it ends up being a 16 book series. <laughs> Don't come at me. The first six are, are free. So <laughs> Are they still free? Um, they were the last time I looked. Um, I'm not 100% sure at this very moment. Um, I'm on it. I, I love the bads. I love them. I talk about them all the time. You do. I love this series. These are books. Okay, so it's interesting. You guys have mentioned different books with like matriarchs or patriarchs that really kind of help spur the story. This is one of those stories where the death, the mother has been gone since the boys were small. The death of the patriarch is what brings the brothers back together. They've all kind of scattered into scattered. the wind and doing their own thing. Um, you have a professional football player that has retired. You have a military pilot who is retired and now does flights in Alaska. You have um, the boy genius. You have the wandering rock stars. You have the world traveler. So this book just in the first initial nine of the bad you really get like all sorts of different kinds of romances um and i i just i love it i i cannot say enough great things about the bads um my favorite in that series is the big bad wolf um which is lucian and it's um number eight in the series so. All six, all the first six are still free. Free, um, yeah. Excellent. Okay, Carolina, give us book two. We're slowly creeping up on our time, so we got to go through two and one. This always happens, doesn't it, Leah? I know it does. We just, we just can't stop talking. That's part of the problem. All right, my last two. Um, I, I love a cowboy romance. Um, that's another one that I love. And so my number two is uh, The Bennett Boys by Lauren Landish. Mm. Uh, the Bennett Family, that also the series kind of rolls into the Tannen Boys series. So you get them, what's three books into six books, um, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, <laughs> the guys, <laughs> they are broody, crazy cowboys. Um, so rumpy. They some, are grumpy. some of them are real grumpy. Um, There's like layers of grumpy. Like you have grumpy, and then you have like extra grumpy. grunty grumpy. <laughs> They're exactly. grunty grumpy. <laughs> um, so it's really great to see the women that just kind of bring them to their knees. And I will also say, um, one of the spotlight characters in the whole series is Mama Louise. She mm -hmm. is incredible, and she was the one that I'm talking about earlier that has that like rite of passage mm -hmm. um, when she's teaching how to cook a certain dish then you know she approves of the woman she is a dynamic character in that story she is for yes, not yes. having her own story she's very dynamic okay leah number two so my number two is the winters family by ivy lane so this family it's nine it's ten books total um it is cousins like two sets of like of two families of cousins um so you but it's mixed in the order that they're released because 
the they were raised together so it's more of a sibling dynamic than a cousin dynamic but i just i love this series i love her writing she like you need everybody just needs to go grab one of her books she is an underrated dynamo when it comes yeah. to a book on a page she is really fantastic so for me book two is actually what i would consider one of the queens of family romances and that's layla hagan and i happen to love her bennett family series um your forever love which is the first one of the girls that gets a book i think that that is again a nine book series and then the next series is the connors and that are the bennett's cousins so again kind of like um you know different ones it rolls from one family into the next family and so i i can't recommend layla hagan enough if you want to try really good family series and for the most part i do think those stand alone I think you can pick up on the family dynamic, um, at least in the Bennett's and the Connors. I think you can pick up. So, okay, here we go. Number one, Carolina, who's your number one family? Um, all right, my number one family, another cowboy series. It's written by Kelly Elliott. Um, I do want to give an honorable mention. I'm going rogue, Cradlines, remember, um, <laughs> to her Shaw family series, which is the... I don't know it starts with never enough but great four book series but the family that i put in number one is the parkers in her cowboys and angels series it's a seven book series um seven siblings um two of the siblings are twins so you have one set of twins and you know five other siblings two of them are girls so you get a nice breadth um and different age difference um the parents are great um it just the, I think the other part is that you really, each sibling faces something so different um, in each of each of them, each of the books. They each really have a very distinct difference of what they have to face and go through that um, makes it so memorable and really connects with. Plus, then you have all of the, you know, when there's seven siblings, the chaos of big family meals, <laughs> which I love. And their family meals are chaotic. Oh, my gosh. That's so fun. Um, and it was Meet Me on Montana is who the shawls belong oh, to. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Leah, who's your number one family? So my number one family is the DeMarco family by Jennifer Hanks. Um, it is a, there are eight siblings. No, seven siblings. No, I can't remember, but there's a lot of siblings, only one girl. Her name is Grace. But the one thing I love about this family is like the, the dad, his name is Jack, but he, he never, he welcomes everybody that comes into their, like, he just had, he has this innate sense of whether or not somebody is going to fit well in his family. And like, there's a moment in a lot of the books for the boys naturally, because it's all boys and one girl, but like when he calls their significant other or who they're interested in, darling, like that is like the, the one, like all of the boys are like, oh crap, he said that. So like, they're stuck with us now, like, and not in a bad way, but like if he brings out the darling, then like he is welcoming that person into the fold, no matter what. And like, so they, they just have a really great dynamic, but it's, I love it too, because 
there's like a suspense element, but the, all the guys are really like alpha and possessive when it comes to their women. And I like that. Which is nice. Okay. So this is going to come as a surprise to no one. To no one. To no one. My favorite family of romance, The Jacksons by Lexi Ryan. Oh, those boys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Seriously, it has small talent elements. They have a mother who she has her own struggles. Their dad has passed. Um, And she has five adult sons and one daughter. And all of their stories are very unique and very different. And you can read these as standalone, but you would be doing yourself a disservice to read those as a standalone because they're all amazing. My favorite in that series is If It's Only Love, which is the daughter's book. Um, Mm, And you get really good. It's just they're very good stories and I love them. And again, those Jackson boys. Okay. So you will be able to find a link on our website to all the books and all these family series. So we will have that in our on the shelf show notes. Um, Carolina, thank you for joining us and giving us all your family wrecks of romance. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to talk about, you know, the families that we love and yes. don't want to leave. Don't and we're let sorry go we asked you to only pick five. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, notice how I like sneaked in a few more. So I had like true. seven in there. <laughs> it's fair. Okay. It um, thank you so much. Until next time, with we'll have Carolina. I'm back soon, I'm sure. I think March, we're building a rock band. Yes. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. So, okay. Thank you. Um, okay, so now you have lots of family romances to read over the next forever. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Today is the very last day. So if you are listening to this podcast episode when we drop it on 11-28 today, November the 28th is the very last day to order your Romance Lovers T-Shirt Club subscription. Romance, um, t- romance or December's for December's T-Shirt. It's an adorable T-Shirt that is red and says reading with my gnomies. And it has little pictures of gnomes on it. There are gnomes on the shirt. Each um, shipment comes with a free romance ebook code and a mini author swag pack. If you enter the code buzzing15 at checkout, you will get 15% off your first order or find the link in our on the shelf show notes. Again, if you enter buzzing15 at checkout, you will receive 15% off your first order. It's a super soft t-shirt. I cannot recommend it enough. Okay, Leah, tell everyone how they can help us on the podcast. So did you know that the podcast has an Amazon affiliate link? So when you are shopping on Cyber Monday or really any day, if you want to just shop for books because you're needing books from the, we do that. If you (laughs) want to buy one of the books we recommended for you tonight, um, go through our affiliate link that you can find on the website and purchase and you can help support the podcast. And if you support us, then we can keep giving you more books for your TBR. Right. Well, and it actually helps fund our contests. So like clear the TBR challenge or summer reading challenge, you know, whenever I have to ship things from a giveaway and stuff like mm-hmm. that, the you supporting us through Amazon helps us be able to do that because, you know, shipping is expensive and is prices are expensive. expensive right and so, um, 
by just whatever you're going to purchase on Amazon anyway, going through our affiliate link really helps a ton. Mm -hmm. Okay, Leah, because this episode ran so long, we're going to do our book of the week, but you have to do it briefly. Okay. So I was doing some research. Oh, wait, up, up, we didn't what? have an echo. That's okay. But it's now okay. we're wasting time. I know, but I had to mention the echo. So I was doing research for some upcoming episodes on the podcast, and I was doing a reread of a Redeeming Love series by J.E. Parker, and I finally read the final like two books, which is a duet that finishes up the series. It's called um, Every Sin We Erase and Every Wound We Mend. The series is amazing. It will break you and it will put you back together again. It's angsty, but amazing. And like, it's firefighters who are just intense, intense. Okay. So good. Um, as part of the cheer, as part of the clear your TBR challenge, I've been working on some books that have been sitting on my TBR for way too long. <laughs> this week, I picked up the Bromance Book Club by Alyssa K. Adams. This is book one. It was published in 2019, I believe. It's a marriage in crisis, a baseball player who has had the biggest moment of his career, a walk-off grand slam to win a playoff game. He finds out on that very night of his big play that his wife has been faking her orgasms for the last three years. He is devastated, but he wants to win her back and save his marriage. So with the help of other pro athletes and successful businessmen, they step in to help him by having him read romance novels to help save his marriage. This is a great book if you aren't sure about if you want to read romance, it's a slow burn. I was shockingly surprised at how much I really did like it and enjoy it. It's probably the best marriage in crisis I've ever read. Really? Because those are tough. They are tough. You don't, you don't read a lot of them. Like you don't come across a lot of them. You don't. Sometimes they're not always well done. This might be the best one. Okay. Tell everyone what we're reading for our clear the TBR challenge. discord discussion okay so over on our discord server we host we host a once a week group discussion and you can find buddy reads and chances for prizes and all that fun stuff over there too um but the next group to su- <laughs> excuse me the next group discussion is carnal urges by jt gessinger so if you want to read that and talk about it check out the website and you can find details yep um So if you are taking part in our year-long reading challenge, um, so we're having our monthly book check-in on November 27th. You can find details on our event page on our website, newsletter sign up. Um, Make sure you sign up. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter. Um, It's the best way to keep up to date and all the stuffs that are happening. We only send it out once a month um, Mm on the first Friday of the month. You will get a newsletter update with all the things we have planned. Um, but you should totally check out our social media and, um, make sure you check out our website. Often we list lots of events coming up and we've got some Mm -hmm. cool stuff coming in December. So we do drunk book club. Drunk book club is coming up. It is on December 4th at 8 PM central standard time. Um, we are having returning guests and a fan favorite author duo, Jiffy Kate, who we adore. Um, and we are reading Good Times, which is part of her, what is the series? Now I can't It's remember. the French Quarter series. The French Quarter series, yes. So if you would like to hang out with us and Jiffy Kate, send us an email. You can join our Patreon because that is a Patreon exclusive, Drunk Book Club is. Um, 
But if you want details, either you can just email us or message us on social media. Yep. Um, so you can find Buzzing About Romance podcast merchandise on our Etsy. We partnered with I Love HEAs on Etsy. And they have some of our T-shirts and hoodies. And I actually um, hope to talk to Michelle this week and maybe um, get some new merch that will drop for the first of the year. Mm-hmm. So we're, we got stuff in the works. So make sure you check out what we've got up there now. Um, also, yes. if you have a topic you think we should talk about or cover, we are always looking for new episode ideas. And we would love to hear from you. Like today, I just had someone tell me they would love us to do cowboys and talk about cowboy romances. Okay, and I'm in. We are all over that. Um, so, but again, if you give us an episode <clears throat> idea, we will, it, it does not get tabled. It goes on our list and then we try to figure out how is the best way for us to do it, that we are bringing you fantastic authors that write it or potentially book recs that are great examples of what you asked us about. Um Okay, Leah, tell everyone what we're doing next time. So next time, Becky and I are going to sit down with author Krista Sandor to talk about her newest series, the Nanny Love Match series. So if you want us to hear us talk about rom-coms with a great group of friends that are heroines, um, join us. Excuse me. Join us as we talk to Krista about all things nanny romance, but we will touch on her other series as well because she has some really good series out there. The Nanny Love Match series, like imagine the movie Enchanted with with sexy spiciness, you guys. Like it's so good. They're so good. They're in Kindle Unlimited. I cannot recommend them enough. The first two There's, books in the four book series are out now. Yes. And they're very good. They're so funny, but like swoony and they're just so good. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone um we appreciate thank you for sticking with us through the whole episode also because we know this is a long one but there was just so many families to talk about there was um okay until next time everyone happy reading everybody find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance if you like the podcast please leave a review If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 